Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Ches. We are on Kuf Zion Amid Beis. A few lines from the bottom, five lines from the bottom. Amar Mar, Bar Hamidori Amar Shmuel. So Mar, the son of Midori, said in the name of Shmuel, Hoishit Yodoi Lemei Behema. Someone stuck his hands in Lemei Behema to the inside, the innards of an animal that was pregnant. The dildel, and he dislodged the ubor the embryo, the um, the fetus that's in that's inside. Chayev, the halach is your chayev on Shabbos. One is not allowed to do that on Shabbos. So my time, what's the reason? So Amar Rava, Bar Hamadori, Asperly. So Amar Rava, Rava said, Bar Hamadori, Asperly, Bar Hamadori told me, Lav, Amar Rav Shesha, didn't Rav Shesha say, Haiman the Tolish, Kishusa, Mehizme, Vichige, someone who, Talash means to uproot, Kishusa's hops. Hops are, you know, what they put in your beer. If you're malted barley that's fermented and you cook it up with hops, you get beer. So if you uproot the hops from his mevihige, the shrubbery, that's where they grow, halach is that if you pluck it on Shabbos, mechaiv mishim oiker davar migidulai. You're uprooting something from its source of growth. So hachanami, the same thing over here. When you have a fetus, you have uh, the, 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 the embryo inside the cow, you are being oiker davar megidulai, mechayev mishem oiker davar megidulai, you're uprooting it from its growth. There is a discussion in the Rishayinim, what is the malach here, is it kaitzeitz, is it geizeitz, some want to learn, it's netila sashama, the Ramban in fact learns, and this gets into the discussion of abortions, is, uh, is, is, is that called a neshama, the ober sheb in the me'eha of the animal? Now, again, it wouldn't be an isser uh, of abortion here, but the question is on Shabbos, are you taking life from something? Is that called, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, living? So it gets into that discussion, but we're not going to discuss that here. So either way, halach is your chayev on Shabbos, mishum, oiker dov megidule, however you learn what it means, but at the end of the day, you're doing something on Shabbos, you're uprooting it from its growth, and you'd be chayev on Shabbos. Amar Abaya, Haiman de Tolash, Neron Kufches Maralf, Pitra Meuna de Chatzpa. So let's say you have fungus growing on the handle of a, uh, of a pitcher, of a bucket, and you remove that, those fungus. So Pitra is like Pitriot, is mushrooms, the fungus. If you do that on Shabbos, Mechayev, Mishum Oiker Dovar, Mikidulai. You're uprooting it from its place of growth, where it has grown. So, Mesir, Rabbi Oishaya, Rabbi Oishaya asked the following question. It says in the Mishnah, before we had this previously, if someone removes, he takes, let's say he's growing uh, dill, okay, and he has a plant and he, and he uproots some dill on Shabbos for his salad. So, is your chayev on Shabbos, you did kaitzer. You took it from its, where, it was, where it was growing. So, there'll be a problem of kaitzer. If there's no, if it's not a perforated keli, it's a potted plant, putter, because it's not considered attached to the ground. So hold on a second, you're telling me that all these things, whether it's the, the pitriot, the fungus, or it's the, um, it's the, taking the uber shevimei of the cow, and you're telling me it's called oikardav migiduloi, you see over here it has to be something that's attached to the ground. So the Gemara says, Hasam, Lav say that's not uh, how it grows. So when, it, when it, you have an oxygen in Akko, you have a potted plant, that's not the typical way for it to grow. So therefore, one would not be chayev on Shabbos. However, Hacha, in our case, either we're talking about the, the fungus from the keli or the animal, Haine say that's how it grows. And therefore, you would be chayev from removing it from its place of growth, even though it's technically not considered attached to the ground. Okay, so I did take this off before, I put it back on. Okay, if you can't hear me, I'll uh, go back.
Next, the Mishnah said, if someone has a wild animal or a bird, that's in his rishus. Halacha is if you trap them, or you... Uh, Chavala means you make a black and blue mark. It doesn't... You guys don't have to wear the mask. I'll, I'll just... The... What's it called? The I, one thought, I thought as long as we're six feet apart. <laughs> okay, so let's... Go, we'll, we'll figure out the mask afterwards. So um, I just want to follow the rules. So halacha is like this. If someone does chavala, how do we define chavala? Chavala is where you are... It's not bleeding. If you cause blood to come out, that's regular, classic, uh, Isra Shabbos. The chiddush of chavala was the animal didn't bleed, the person didn't bleed, but there's a black and blue mark, there's congealed blood. So halacha was, and we had a whole daphnis on Shabbos discussing which things are considered our shmaina shrutzim, back and forth. So the Mishnah said, that if you trap them on Shabbos, you're potter, because these are ein bemina on each side. But a chayv behind someone who hits them, and they have a black and blue mark, chayv, they be chayv. Now, once we mention the concept of R, of skin, we're going to get into another discussion regarding the cloth, the way uh, the, what we write Sifre Torah on is cloth. So, we had some daf, which we spoke about the production of, 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 uh, of how you make cloth. But here we're going to get into what could be used for cloth. So, you can write your tefillin, let's say you took chicken skins, and instead of making a grieven, you want to make cloth. So halachas, Ravuna says you could. I'm Rav Yosef. My what are you trying to tell me? The isle are that their skin is called ar? Tanina, we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says that you have a chaya or a oif, behen If by giving a black and blue mark, we learned it has to have ar. So of course the Mishnah says behen Obviously these animals, these birds have ar. So the Gemara says Amaleabaya. No. He's trying to, that Rav Huna is telling me something else. If we only had our Mishnah, which told me that you're chayiv mishum chavala, have, I mean, I would have thought to say that kevan de ispe nikive nikve loy. That although you are correct, that in the lab, we are going to consider these things, that they have skin, there's another reason why you cannot write Sifritar on it. Independent of it being R, fine, it's R. The problem is it has nikveh, nikveh, it has holes in it. And therefore, well, you should not be able to write uh, tefillin on it because if you wrote, a, let's say you wrote a ches, and in the middle of, or you wrote a vav, and halfway through the word, letter, there's a hole in it. So you're not going to have a full letter. You need a, a ksivatama, you need to have a complete writing. So it makes sense. You cannot use chicken skin. So Kamash Mun, he's trying to tell me another thing. That you're allowed, so he's, he's telling me that really, of course, there's it is considered R, but it's the holes that make it a problem. They say in Israel, any hole that will be concealed when you write, meaning there's a, a small hole in the cloth, but when the cipher writes the letters, it is no longer apparent there's a hole in there. The little bit of ink fills in that hole. Halach is, it's kosher, in a neck, it's not a hole. However, if you have bigger. Uh, holes, it would be a problem. But over here, he's trying to tell me that because the DI, the ink is going to cover it over. Macy Rabzei, Rabzei asked the following kasha from our brisa. It says by the oila sa'if. So halacha is by an oila. When you bring a carbonella, you bring everything except for the skin. So the entire animal is consumed. That's your carbon oila, but not the skin. However, when you bring an oila sa'if, when you bring a bird as your carbon oila, this is the beginning of uh, Parshas Vayikra. The Pasuk says, You tear it up with its knafav, with its uh, wings, with its feathers. So what does that tell me? That even the skin is kosher for the mezbeach. So you see from here that... What? 
Plus, it's bechnafav. It's feathers. So that's the whole thing. The feathers are on top of the skin. So your mom is putting the whole thing on the zbeach. So, the, so, the, so, so what, what do we see from here? We see from here that it's not considered R, because if it was R, then you can't bring it as oil. Carbon oil is the animal, not the R. If you want to tell me that the R of an oif is considered R, halachically is considered skin, then how could the pasuk tell me it's mutter? It should be usher because you're not allowed to bring the skin of an oila on the mizbeach. So I'm lebaya. No, arhu. You're right. It is ar. Still rachman or rabbi. I don't know why the Torah told me it's fine. So don't bring me a proof from the fact that Torah told me it's fine. It doesn't show me that it's not skin. Maybe it is indeed skin. There's a special pasuk by a oif that's an oila. You bring the whole thing up. So therefore, don't ask me a question. They get the army. Some say this in a stronger way. Amar Rav Zera. Afnan We also learned in a brisa like Rav Huna that ar of a Oif, that a chicken uh, or a bird, their skin is considered R. How do I know this? Because the Torah says bechnafav. When it talks about the carbon oil that's a bird, it says bechnafav. You bring everything with its feathers. The rabbi says R, including the skin. Now, if you tell me that it's skin, that's why I need a pasuk. Because really, you're not allowed to bring the skin of an animal with, with the carbon. So the Torah goes out of its way to tell me, well, when it comes to a bird, you could. It's not considered R. Why would I need a pasuk to tell me to include that you could bring the skin of a bird as a carbon on the mizbeach? So I'm Abaya. Abaya says, Maybe the, the bird's or the chicken's skin is not really halachally called R. And the itzrich, and we still need a pasuk to tell me that you bring it as Adam as Why? I would have thought there's another problem. Since there are many holes in the uh, skin, as we mentioned before, when you write it, when you write on it, you'll have those issues. So it's not, it's moss. It's disgusting to bring that as a carbon. You know, the chicken skins, kamash milan, or bird skins, kamash milan, Tara told me it's, you still got to bring it. So it doesn't prove whether it's considered R or not. So we're going to see throughout this uh, daf that there's a concept that you have to write tefillin, you have to make tefillin with uh, things that are kosher, a kosher animal. So the question is, can you write it on R of Doug? I'll take salmon skins, the salmon's a kosher fish, I'll take the skins and I'll write somehow, I'll make cloth out of it. You'll uh, have to you know, dry it out and you'll write your mezuzah or your sefatara on fish skins. Probably smell up the whole house. But the Gemara's gonna talk about it. Okay. Well, we'll wait for Elio and Avi to come tell us if he tells us it's fine. It's fine, if not, not. So, so the Gemara says, What's he gonna tell us? Is he gonna tell me whether this fish has what we call skin or not? We see that there is skin on the salmon. It's, uh, it's a kosher fish and has skin. Let's say you had the R of a dog or the bones of a dog and it's, it's uh, covering something that could save it from being tame. So you clearly see the Mishnah calls it R of a dog. So what are we waiting for That if the zuama, which literally means that the smell has left it or not left it, what does that mean? So many of the Rishonim understand it as, as Pashit, that Aliyah that is going to tell us if the cloth still stinks like fish and he shouldn't use it or not. So, but the other Rishonim say, 
I need Eliyahu to tell me how bad it smells, I, I can smell it. So the Ramban says like this. He says that, one second. Sorry, it's the Ran. That when the Nachosh was with Chava, he told Zuama akola brios boilam. That the Nachosh put Zuama and all the creatures of the world. Ubamam and Harsinai, and when Harsinai came, Paska Zuama mikomi shahoyisham. Anyone was there, this Zuama, which we're not no longer defining as smell, it's like some spiritual Zuhama, whatever that means, that by Harsinai, it left the animals. Vidagim lahayusham. And fish were not there by Har Sinai. So no, we, we, don't, we don't know exactly if fish still have the Zuhama. Maybe they left. So we're going to wait till Yohanavi to come to tell us if the fish no longer has the Zuhama. So until then, don't write your, uh, your tefillin on the uh, fish skins. Okay. Shmuel and Karna have a Yosvi Agudad in Harmalka. So Shmuel and Karna were sitting by the, uh, the, the river, the riverbank of Harmalka, the Euphrates River. They saw the, the waters were getting, you know, had high waves and the water was churning. So Shmuel saw that this was a sign that a Gava Rabba, that a great man was coming from Rabba from Eretisral, and he has issues with his stomach. And the water is surrounding him so that nobody should see that he needs to use the facilities on the side of the boat. So he knew a few things here. He saw that it was the Adam Gadol, and there was a nace, there was a miracle that the water was concealing from the, this person using the bathroom. Now, who was this? We're going to see. Zil Teheli Akankene. So Shmuel told him, go see who this guy is. You know, it, it seems like there's a miracle happening for him. Check this guy out. Is he a Tamachacham? So Akankane literally means his, uh, his keg. So check out his keg. See if he's a uh, Tamachacham. So also Ash, hey, the Rav. Who was it? It was Rav, the famous Rav, which almost every Dauphin shot quotes Rav. So Rav was coming. Amalei, so Karna tells Rav. Now, he didn't know it was Rav. He thought it was a regular guy. So he starts giving him a fahar. And he says, How do you know you're only allowed to write tefillin on the skin of a kosher animal? You can't use a pig skin. To, you can use it for a football. You cannot use it for your tefillin. He says, By tefillin it says that Torah Hashem should be beficha on your mouth. What does that mean? You can only use something that's kosher. Now we all know this, that you, have to, you can only use kosher hides. You can't use alligator skin for your tefillin straps. It has to be kosher hides. So this came up uh, a number of years ago. Someone did a lot of research with uh, the different cows that they were, they were shechting in Argentina and other places of, of the world, and they were bringing the meat into Eretz Yisrael, and they realized that the, the, the animals were coming from, they were descending, descendants of the zebu. And there was a whole discussion if we need a, mas- the, the question really is, do you need a messiah on, co- on animals? If you look at the, the Chumash, the Chumash says, it has split hooves, choose its cut, kosher, I don't need a Messiah going back to Moshe Rabbeinu. There was a whole question about this. And there's a, there's a way to read the Chazanish based on the Shach, complicated discussion. But many of the Paiskim in Eretz Yisrael, they were night to Lachmer. They said, why do we have to get involved in it? And the way the story goes, that Rabbi Yasha found out, Rabbi Yasha Zetzal found out, that most of the Sifrei Tyrant Tzilun uh, the hides were coming from these animals. It's not exactly a zebu. You could Google it afterwards. It's a uh, it's a brandice. I think it's a it's a, a mixed breed between zebu and another animal. And he said, if you, you want to be machmir and not to use it for your chalant, but if you tell me it's not kosher, then all the sifritarim mezuzah that we all have are, are not going to be kosher because you need to have a kosher animal species of animals for your ksav. 
Okay. Yes. Now, many poskim were matered anyways, but even Rabbi Yasha said we can't be machmer on the Shiloh because we're not, we can't be machmer. Your mezuzah in your house, your tefillin that you're wearing tomorrow morning is, has this thing in it. So you're telling me it's not kosher? Say it's kosher. So don't look for chumras when we, we can't, you know? Either way, m- most poskim held it. There's no problem. You don't need a messiah for animals. And that's the, uh, that's the psak of the, uh, the OU. It was a discussion regarding different animals. Uh, American bison. American bison, there's no messiah on it. So some people will not eat it. Uh, or elk. There's no messiah on elk necessarily. Turkey. Turkey's another good question. So turkey, that's a good shot. Because birds, everyone agrees you need a messiah for birds. How do you have a turkey messiah? <laughs> that's a great question. Excellent question. But animals, no one says you need a messiah for animals. The this, shach this says it, and then a very, very, uh, very, very, um, uh, it's a minority opinion. So, okay. Now, well, the mice were make on zebu, American bison, American buffalo, and uh, elk. There used to be an elk shechita nearby. And no longer. Dawson, Minnesota. Okay. Now it's a Solomon's owns that company. Fine. Next. So that was the first question he asked in Faher. Now I would have passed that Faher. We know, we know the Gemara. The Gemara says, the, 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 the Next. Dam. How do we know Dam? That blood, when we look at blood, it has to be red. That's called Dam. That this comes up in El Chasnida. Only something that's red has the status of Dam Nida. We're going to know this from The Pasuk says, Red like blood. So you see a pasuk that has to be red like blood. The heading of brismila is where it is. The pasuk says, It says by brismila, And it says by when you're uh, growing uh, trees. The first few years, it's arla. Malahalon is talking about davash peri, something that uh, creates a uh, fruit tree, Afkan, Davish Isapri, and that's how we know where the Brismila is. Emily boy, maybe it's your heart. That you see the word Arla by heart. Maybe it's your, your ear. This is what Karna is asking Rav. So Rav responds, If I have to choose, I'll take where the Torah says Arla Sai. It says that by Mila, and it says Arla Sai by the trees. Doesn't say arla soy by by hearts or by uh, your ears, and therefore, that's why we know it's 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 over there. Uh, so donin arla soy tama me arla soy tama of ain arla soy tama arla soy ain't tama. Amalei my shmecha. Now again, Rav got fed up with this. This guy's har- harassing him, and again, most of the Rishonim learn it's not covered at Torah here. He, Rav is the god of Hadar. You start asking him, you're fahering him. You know, like uh, how many books? Uh, you know, how many? Uh, Parshius in Chumash. It's disrespectful. So, Amalei Mashmecha, what's your name? What do they call you? So he said, Karna, my name is Karna, which sounds like a horn. So, Amalei, he rava, it should be the will of God to typically Karna Be'ine, that you should have a horn growing out of your eyes. So, get uh, some type of cataract coming out of his eyes. La Saif, Ali Shmuel Abese. So, it ended up, what happened was Shmuel invited Rav to his house. Now, this, this became the famous. Uh, 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 Rav and Shmuel throughout Shaz, but this is their first encounter. So So Shmuel was a doctor. We're going to see on Ahmed Bey's that Shmuel had all these uh, potions and all these other things. So Shmuel wanted to give him something that would help him with his stomach issues because he saw from the, the way the water was acting and churning that this person has an issues with his stomach. So Eichli Nam, he decides he'll feed him. He'll feed him his, uh, his bran and you know, his uh, organic stuff. So Eichli Nahamad Desari Vikasa Daharsana. So he gives him this barley bread and this fish that's cooked in its own fat with flour. That was your healthy uh, diet. The Ashki Shikhrani gave him beer to drink. 
However, didn't show him the bathroom. So some learn from here, like uh, when someone comes to your house, you should show, first tell them where the bathroom is, they should feel comfortable. So just so, uh, don't, don't do it what Shmuel did. So why did Shmuel do this? So medically, he had a whole cheshbon. He wanted to give him things that would uh, build up his uh, intestines, and he won't allow him to release it, and it will help him somehow. That was his point. So lawyer Rav, Rav cursed him. Farmer, and he said, Mandem the person who put me in Sarah didn't show me the bathroom. I'm, I'm in pain over here. Lay look me lay bunny, he will not have sons. And that's what indeed happened. Shmuel did not have sons, he only had daughters. Now the Gemara says after the story of Karna, Rav, and Shmuel, the Gemara says, Kitanoi, we have a Machlikas Tano, Minai Lamila Shabaisim Makim. How do you know that Mila is there? So now I kinda lesson Mahalana Lesson Mahan Davish Peri, I've kind of Peri. That's the first way of learning it. And that was Rav's response to Karna. The Arla sounds like uh, Peri, the same way Arla by fruit, so to Arla by Mila means a place of procreation. Div Rabbi Yoshi, Rabbi Nelson Oymer, in it, sir, I don't need a whole Xerus Shavah. I mean, the Pusik says by Mila, Va'arel Zachar Ashalimas Pesaralas. He says the word Zachar, a male person who doesn't do bris Mila, doesn't talk about women over here. So, how do I know where it is? Obviously, it's Malcolm Shinikar being Zachar, the place where historically they were able to differentiate between man and woman is over there. So, that was the, uh, that's how you know that this is the Malcolm of Mila. We learned in a Brisa. So halacha is you're allowed to you, you could write sifrei tayra the way you write tefillin sifrei tayra cloth has to be on something that is a kosher animal that doesn't mean you have to get a shechted animal from uh, Solomon's beef in order to get take that that hide as long as it comes from a cow or a sheep anything that's a kosher animal you're allowed to use for for your tefillin and for your ksav. There is another question, we're not going to get to this today, but there's a discussion regarding uh, treles or colors. So there's a, there's a question, does the, tre, does the chilazain, which sounds like a snail, or is it a fish, does it have to be a kosher animal? It sounds like everything has to be laman, tia, torah, sisha, so we'll have to discuss it at a different time, but it's based on this Gemara. But either way... No, it doesn't say this is the Gemara. So the Gemara says no. Just look, it could be Nevelos, Trefus, no problem. That was, that was only by cloth, not by Cheles. Why would it be? By, 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 by cloth, it said Mansar's Fichos, but not by. Why, why would it be? So, me, so very good. So, so the person discussed that. It's very, you're already at your step one of the conversation. Maybe it's only when. No, very good. Talking very, very good point. So that's the first Machlekes. The Euler Shabbos says, like you, but other, other Rishonim argue. The Ramah argues. Okay, there's even a discussion about your sukkah walls. But the Mishnah says you could have an elephant as a sukkah wall. So we'll have to, we'll have to talk about it a different time. Okay. Now, sikiyus, nevelus, trefus, no problem. Nechrochis, besaron. You wrap it, you wrap the parishes that's filled with the hear of these animals. Venesporis, begitin, and you tie the bottom, you close it off with the gidon, the gid of, the, uh, of a kosher animal. That's how, that's how you tie it up. By the way, if you look at the front of your shalrois, you have a little bit of calf hair coming out. The Beis writes, it's Zecher, the ego. If you wear Rabbeinu Tam Tzvillin, so Rabbeinu Tam Tzvillin, the calf hair is right in the middle. Your Rashi Tzvillin is to the side. So you can actually tell the difference by Tzvillin Shalrosh, where, where, you know, depending on where the hairs of the calf are coming out on the Tzvillin Shalrosh. Now, 
can't use a horse skin. You can't use, you know, wild animal, elephant skin. For sure, if you didn't shech them, I mean, what type of shechita would you do anyways? You wouldn't use their skins to tie your tefillin together. Now, this Shaila, there was a Baisusi. So the Baisusim were people that didn't believe in, uh, in many things of Yiddishkeit. And one of them asked Rabbi Shua Hagarsi, he says, why, why can't I use pigskin for my cloth? So Rabbi Shua says, the Pasuk says, I mean, that's mutter. So Elmeata, so he says it has to be kosher. Agabi Arnavela Trefas Ayakas. How can you go down to your local slaughterhouse and take a cow's hide? It's not shechted. Amalai Shabi Shu says even better. Amshul Hamashal Madavadaima. I'll tell you a mashal. Lishnebne Adam Shinishaivu Harigalamalchas. Two people were Chaiv Misa. The king uh, said they're gonna die. Echad Hargoy Melech, one of them the king himself killed. Vechad Haragai is Pekalitar. The executioner killed him. Who is the greater person? The king himself had to kill him. It must be it's on a higher level. So Nevela, who killed the Nevela? God. It didn't die from man's hand. So it's on a higher level. Okay, so the Gemara said, So why don't we eat it? So the Baisi said, okay, if it's such a high level, let me go eat Burger King. Why can't I eat? I'll have beef, a beef burger at Burger King. Why not? It's, it's not shakted, but you told me God killed it. It's better than man killing it. So Amalei, he responded, hold on, the Torah says, you cannot eat it. So Amalei, the Baisusi said, Kalus, you're correct. Taka, he said, good. And that's why we, don't, we do not eat this uh, Nevela meat. Okay, next Mishnah. You cannot make a brine on Shabbos because it looks like you're tanning. So part of the tanning process, talking about the leather uh, hide, to make it into a, to good leather, you would tan it in a brine. You're allowed to make salt water. We'll see. The Gemara is going to ask, what's the difference? We're going to see exactly the volume of amounts of salt water you're allowed to make. This comes up, uh, you know, Pesach night. Everyone's making salt water, so we'll have to talk about that. You could dip your, uh, your pita in it. You could put salt into your soup. Isn't it the same thing? It's called hilmi. It's called brine. Bein meruba, bein muat. It's a large amount, a small volume. What's the difference? Fine. That was Rabbi Yossi's problem. And he says, So what, in fact, could you do, according to Rabbi Yossi? What, no, no salt on Shabbos? He says, First put oil into your water. Put the oil into the salt and then add the water. But you shouldn't have water added to salt first because that's making salt water. That is similar to the process of tanning uh, hide, and you cannot do that. The only way to do it, according to Rabbi Yossi, is to add the oil before adding the water or, or before adding the salt. Okay, so the Gemara says, My Ka'amar. What was this Hilmi business that the Mishnah said you cannot do it? And what's Meimelach? So I'm Rabbi Yehuda, Marshmul, Hachi, Ka'amar. This is what the Mishnah said. You cannot make an abundant amount of salt water to uh, pickle your, your cucumbers. You cannot do that. Because that's similar to what they would do when they would process hides. But you could make a small amount. So usually your seder, seder night, you're not typically making a very large amount. So halacha is, a person, no, really a person should do lechatchila. If you can't, so you go to pomegranate, you buy the pre-made salt water for $7, so you don't have this problem, you want to be machmer. But really, you should do it before. If you can't do it before, so halachas, if you didn't do it before, 
you can make a small amount for the meal. There's one more condition the Gemara is going to talk about, which most people would not do that. Two-thirds salt and one-third water, you would have a much uh, a higher ratio of water to salt. But uh, if you make a small amount, halachas is fine. So Abiyosi said to the Tanakama, why are you differentiating between a lot of salt water or a little bit? What are you talking about? See, they asked the following Shailam. Rabbi Yossi Lasser, Rabbi Yossi say there's no difference, and they're both usher, a small amount of salt water, uh, you know, a high volume, or a lahater, or is he being meko? So Rabbi Yehuda, lahater, he's being meko. Midalaikatani Rabbi Yossi Oyster, he should have said it's usher. From the fact that he didn't say it's usher, it must be he's coming to include more things that are mutter, a small amount and a large amount. Amalei Rabba, Hamidagatani Seifa, but we the end of the Mishnah. The Mishnah went on to say, That means, Rabbi held everything's asr, except when you add oil into the recipe. When you added oil to the recipe, that's when it works. So, Elam Rabba, Lesar, Rabbi was coming to be Lesar, Tanya, Nami, We have a Brisa that said a similar thing. You shouldn't make uh, a lot of salt water to put in, into your vegetables, into your cucumber. That's in a broken keli. That's how they used to pickle their uh, the pickles. And you can make a small amount of salt water. You dip in your bread. You can put it into your soup. Go for it. Does this come up with making salads? Like if you're making a vinegary or a salty... Yeah, yeah. Right, very good. So I think we're going to get to it. Uh, one of these, uh, one of the next few lines, we'll, we'll talk about the salads. I just want to wait for the right time to bring that in. So, uh, right. no, uh, good, right. it's a very good point. No, it comes up. So, now, first of all, over here, we're talking about urakais, vegetables that are typically um, pickled. So maybe tomatoes, sometimes people have pickled tomatoes, olives, cucumbers, but other things, carrots, it's not a typical thing to pickle. So that's one hatter to always keep in mind. So he says, One has a lot, one has a small amount. These are also, these are mutter. People are going to say, oh, so you let it do a little bit. I'm allowed to cook. I could grill a small steak. I can't grill a big steak. People are going to start saying, oh, a little bit, you're good. Uh, too much, you can't. Rabbi says, what are you differentiating? It doesn't make a difference. They're both asur. So how could I do that? We have some other ingredients. So even Rabbi Yossi, who's the most machmer, would agree. If you have one other ingredient, whether it's mayonnaise or olive oil or something else, that would be fine. Don't initiate by making salt water first. Okay. Next, azin, which means thick, snowing, radish, esteric, simon. That's the simon for the next three brises. So, Tony Rabbi Yehuda Brachavila, you cannot make thick salt water on Shabbos, even if it's a small amount for your salad. My Melach azin, what's Melach azin, this thick uh, uh, consistency? If an egg could float in it, so whoever's dipping their egg into their uh, salt water, Mazecher Carbon Chagiga, right? People do this by the Seder, by the Chasidim, they do that. So, if uh, if it floats, if it could still if it could float on top of the salt water, like your your Dead Sea, so then that's considered thick. Kol shabetzotzafaben v'kama. And what? How do I figure that out? I have to be busy uh, dipping eggs in on Shabbos. I'm rabbi trey tulti milcha v'tosamaya. If it's two thirds salt and one third water, that's all right. So you have six ounce, six fluid ounces of salt. And whatever, I give it back. It's four fluid ounces of salt and two fluid ounces of water. That's already too much salt. But if you do anything less than that, you're going to be fine. So you're making salt water 
uh, Seder night, you're good to go. Additionally, making salad dressing, Adam, so you have the same thing as long as you don't have two-thirds salt and one-third water. Lamai of the list. So what are people? So what? What, peop, what would people use this for? So that's how people make their moriyasa, which is this uh, fish, your type of herring. They had a lot of salt, uh, you know, a copious amount of salt in it, and therefore it looks like you're brining it for the for the long haul. So it will be also on Shabbos. Tani Rabbi Huda Bar Chaviva. In Mochen Snanu Shabbos. You cannot salt one radish at a time. Let's say I have radishes. I cannot start salting pieces of radish. Forget about making salt water. A new halacha. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that this is similar to Bishel on Shabbos. You're taking a food that needs the salt to break it down. It's similar to Bishel on Shabbos. Rav Chizki Mishmei, the Abayah, Amar Tsunoyin, Asr, Radishes are Asr, Obeits and Muteris, but eggs would be Mutter, and that's how we pass in your lot of salt eggs on Shabbos. Amar Rav Nachman, Reish have a Malachna Pugla. Originally, I used to salt my, my uh, radish, my Reitach, if a uh, barrel's there. Uh, on Shabbos, Amina, I would say, Avsude come Avsinule. I'm ruining it. I'm not fixing it. I'm not making it into a bishul. Damar Shmuel, Pugla Chorfi Male. That a uh, a sharp radish is good, but the salt takes out the, sh- the sharpness of it. So it's not called ibud. It's not called tanning. It's not called cooking. Came in the Shemana Lahod Ula. I heard that when Ula came from Eretz Yisrael, Amar. The Marava Mochi Kishrei Kishrei in Eretz Yisrael. The the standard was during the week they would salt they would salt their radishes. So now, meaning they would do it during the week, so now I figured, right, if that's what they do during the week, that, mean, that means it is good for the radishes. So I should not be doing this on Shabbat. But I could dip it in. I could dip it in to eat it right away. That's fine. So the truth is, in halacha, if you're, if you're salting a, a vegetable, you have a carrot, and you put a little salt, and you're eating it right away, halacha is that it's fine as well. Tani Rav Yehuda Bar Chaviva. I think it's the same reason by the fish, because it was using it as a preservative. Right, but if you're doing it derech achila, uh, right, eating that it, fine. that's fine, right. Very good. Tani Rabbi Yudabar Chaviva, Esroig, Tznayinu Beitza, you have a Esroig or a Tznayinu Radish, Egg, Emali Klipasin Achitza, and if not, for uh, the makeup of it, that it had something around the inner part, so by the egg, you have your white around the egg, you have your shell around your uh, your egg. So in would damage our stomachs. So we'll move on. Ravdimi Amar. So when Ravdimi came from Eretz to Babel, he said, that no one ever drowned or sunk in the Yama in the, in the Sea of Sodom, which is Yam Hamelach, the, the the salt sea, right, the Dead Sea. Nobody ever drowned there. So Amar of Yosef doesn't mean drowning. It means nobody ever sank to the bottom because you would float. Amar of Yosef, ha The same as Sadaim was turned over. Your your words don't make any sense. It sounds like gavrahud loitava. Only that only a person, a human being, never sunk. But kishur tava, but a piece of wood did in fact sink. Doesn't make any sense. Amar leabaya, let me buy kamar. He was saying not only let me buy kishura, not only a kishura, which is a, a wooden plank. It doesn't typically sink. That's how you make a boat. Even a human being. He would sink in your typical lake or sea. He did not sink in the, uh, the sea of Sudan. Who cares? They were spending Shabbos in Yam HaMelech. And they're walking... Along the sea, so Amalei Ravin told her, "Can I use this water on Shabbos to bathe myself?" Right. This is a 
before every single mall in America had a bunch of Israelis selling the Dead Sea products, they knew about it, that it was, it was very good. So, can I use this on Shabbos? You're allowed to. Why? Because people, the problem with the concern on Shabbos is that you're not allowed to do something that looks like refuah. It looks like you're doing something as medicine. And we're going to see tomorrow's daf that there's a gzera de and one cannot take medicine on Shabbos because you might gzera mishum shchika samamonim, you might end up grinding your herbs. Now, if someone's chayla, she aim by sakon, you're already sick to some extent. It's mutter, we'll get to all the hatarim tomorrow. But in a, in a typical way, you're not allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. So anything that's done that looks like refuah is usher. However, we had this in the, the Gemara and Bracha spoke about drinking olive oil and diff- doing different things. Drinking whiskey, when you have a sore throat, as long as people like to drink whiskey, I mean, he's not doing it for refuah. We're taking mouthwash on Shabbos. See, if you are doing it for a fool, as long as it's not noticeable that it's done for a fool, it's mutter. So I'm only shopping dummy. People bathe with the Dead Sea water, so it's fine. Now he said, Can I uh, open and close my eyes? I did not hear a psak on this Shiloh. I heard something similar uh, regarding Hilcha uh, Shabbos and Rafua. I heard from Rabzera two halachas. Zimnin Amalei Mishmei Rav Masna, the Zimnin Amalei Mishmei De Marukva. Sometimes he quoted Rav Masna, sometimes he quoted Marukva. Vetavai Mishmei Davu De Shmuel, the Levi Amran, and they both said it in the name of Shmuel and Levi. Chad. Uh, one of them said, "Amar Yain Besecha Ayin Aser." Wine to, to put wine into your eye. That's Aser because that looks like you're doing it for a fool. Why else would you be putting wine so they had the, the alcohol content? That was the easiest way to get, you know, uh, ethanol was with your wine. So algava ayin, but algava ayin to put on top of your eye, that's mutter, because you're just washing yourself. That was your uh, beverage of choice to wash yourself with. Wine. V'chat amarai which means uh, saliva from someone who hasn't yet ate anything, so a morning breath for the gabayim, right? You know what I'm talking about? So, uh... What's your name, right? <laughs> so, you wear a mask. So the spit of someone that didn't yet uh, go to sleep, that didn't, didn't eat anything that morning, I think Arsul brings down from a journal of medicine, trying to sign, there's some science behind this, that the saliva, uh, the morning saliva has a high potassium, I don't know what it says over there, okay. So that would be also because that everyone knows you're using it for the medicinal purposes. To stein davu shmuel. Now we didn't know which one said it, so we're the margin to say we should assume that we should prove that it was the father of shmuel that said this. That said yayim b'sechayin aser and agava ayin. That putting wine into the eye for the alcohol content that's aser. Agava ayin to put it just on top of the eye mutter. Why? Midamar shmuel. Shmuel said shara adam pita biyayim v'nesh and agava ayin b'shabbos. You can take your bread, soak it in wine, and put it on top of your eye on shabbos. Because people assume that's how you bathe yourself. That was your sponge, your bread, and you put it on your eye. Dishmiel Miman. Who who would he have heard this from? Lav He must have heard it from his father. So we'll assume this came from his father. So the Gemara says, according to you, that the morning saliva on top of the eye is Asr Dishmiel Miman. Who did he hear from? He heard it from his father. So Levi didn't say anything because then he, both halachas came from Shmuel's father and not from Levi. The Gemara had originally said one came from Levi, one came from the father of Shmuel. We don't know what the original source was. Let's do one more sugya, one more piece of here. You could take this kilarin with some type of eye medication, take it already in Erev Shabbos. Once it was prepared already, Erev Shabbos, so you could put it on your eyes on Shabbos and there's no concern for a fool because people used to do this all the time it looks like you're just bathing 
he was standing in front of my ukva and Chazid have a moyet to Pasach. He was closing and squinting his eyes and opening it. I'm like, Kuli hai vadil Shmuel. Shmuel didn't allow you to open and close. That looks like you're literally uh, applying medicine as opposed to someone splashes in his eye. That wouldn't necessarily look like medicine. Shalach le rabiane le ukva li shadlan mar mehanach kilorin de mashmuel. We, we said that Shmuel was a doctor, so send us some of Shmuel's kilayrin uh, for, for, uh, for, for medicine. Shalach le shadurim I want to I want to send it to you. The loytemus, you don't tell me tsar ayin on it. You don't want I don't want to be called stingy. So I'll send you no problem. Ella hachi amar Shmuel. Shmuel said like this: Forget about these eye business, this medication. I'll save you some money. Toiva tipas soinin shachris. It's good to have a small uh, amount of cold water in your eyes in the morning. Take a shower, take a hot shower at night. It's much better than So I can really sell you my, uh, my uh, potion, but it's better to wash your eyes in the morning and take a good shower at night. This is better than all the kilorin in the world. And... Uh, take this advice instead of taking my potion. So once we mention this, the Gemara tomorrow goes on to discuss washing your hands in the morning, and that the source for the Matilas Adayim in the morning is, is uh, partially from this Gemara. Tafkov test, and we'll move on to halachas of taking medicine on Shabbos. Shkoyach.